Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and you're listening to me talk on the internet. So without further ado, I want to bring in someone who's been researching the photographic evidence of the assassination of Kennedy, um, and specifically the Zubruder film, comedian Robert Keith. How are you doing, sir? Hello, I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Great. Yeah. So how did you first get involved in the Kennedy case, get interested in this? Uh, when I was young, I remember my mom uh, was telling me about it. Uh, she had this book. It was... Um, it was like an educational children's book, and it had a, a picture of Lee Harvey, not a picture, a drawing mm. of Lee Harvey Oswald in the sixth floor window, pointing the rifle down the street. And it said in big, bold print below it, Lee Harvey Oswald fires shots that kill 35, 35th President John Kennedy. And I was like, whoa, a president got killed? I, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. And she was like, yeah, I was 14. And she told me this big old story. And then she was the first one that planted the seed. And she said, what this book says isn't necessarily true. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, and she told me what she knew. Um, And this is in like 85, 86, probably before JFK came out. Mm -hmm. Or as I like to say, Return of the Jedi uh, plus two. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, Return of the Jedi plus two. Um, So ever since then, it piqued my interest. And I remember in 19... 88 was the 25th anniversary Mm. and there was a whole bunch of stuff on the nightly news all these 25th anniversary specials and i watched a couple of those like nightline with ted koppel or something like that dan rather or whatever Mm -hmm. and they were just talking about how nothing added up and and the whole conspiracy thing was the first thing i ever learned about conspiracies and since then i was hooked and then like I, i mentioned to you before when jfk came out I remember, I remember when the first preview for JFK came out, mm-hmm. I was watching TV with my dad mm-hmm. and then this preview comes on and it's obvious it's about the assassination. And then it's mm-hmm. like Oliver Stone, Kevin Costner, uh, Joe Pesci. And I'm like, whoa. And they shoot making, the flag too in the trailer. Yeah. Right? They're finally making a movie about it. Like a movie movie, a, a real good movie. big deal movie. And I was, I mean, my dad, my dad was into it too. We were like, holy crap. I'm like 12 at the time. So <laughs> this is like uh, nice. not something that most 12 year olds are really wrapped up in, you know? And uh, we went to see it and I, I freaking was so enthralled. And we, I brought a friend of mine with me and he was bored out of his mind. He was just not into it. <laughs> I was it's like- a long picture if you're not into it. I was geeking out, bad. right? And my I was like geeking out with my dad after and my friend was just like, my dad was like, you didn't you didn't like it, did you? He's like, no, it, it was okay. I, guess. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you didn't like it. Yeah. But ever since then, I've just been hooked on it and I've seen so many documentaries on it. Mm-hmm. But what got me into it recently now, like I, I don't know why, sometimes I'm just scrolling YouTube to right. watch something and something will pique my interest. And I, I was like, oh, it was the Pruder film, film came on my feed and I watched it again in slow motion. And I was looking at it and I swear to God, you can see like a white streak Right before the impact. And I just watched the Zapruder film many times before. I never noticed that. And so then for like the last two weeks, I've just been obsessively going in between frames and I mm-hmm. keep looking at it. And honestly, I can't tell because it could be either way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's amazing to me about this moment in time. It's on film. It's like right there in front of us. And right. I'm examining the shit out of it frame to frame. And I can't positively say it came from the front or the back because 
I just keep on doing it. And if I was certain either way, I'd stop, but right. I keep looking because it's such a mind fuck. And this is more of a mind fuck than before, because mm -hmm. like in JFK in the, in the trial scene, when yeah. he's showing the video and they do the back and to the left, right, they yeah. show it, I think four times. Okay. But they only show the, the moment of impact. They don't show right before they mm -hmm. only show back into the left back into the left you don't even see the the little nod down that happened yeah. in the jfk yep. version so it's like wow okay but i don't know what are your thoughts about that because i'm i'm still i can't call it either way yeah absolutely and i appreciate the intellectual honesty with which you approach this and you know john who i spoke to last night also i think approached the subject with the same level of intellectual honesty and um I think that, well, first of all, you said a lot of interesting, interesting things there. And there is something about the fact that our parents, our generation, our parents lived through this. So there's sort of like a, a, a living connection to these events, right? That um, we don't necessarily have with the murder of Bill McKinley or, you know, even Abraham Lincoln. Those seem like very historical things, uh, whereas this feels still sort of vibrant and alive and modern. Uh, because our parents lived through it. And not only that, because as you said, it is captured here on film, which is commonplace now. You know, there's so many times where a a culture busting event is is caught on film, you know, terrorist attacks and um, and 9-11. And this is the first time where we see a um, a just a normal person, basically the the 1960s version of a person with like their phone just filming what's going on. Yep. And they capture the essential mm -hmm. Uh, documentation of the historical moment, right? Not the news people. I think there was a news guy who had a camera in the back and he, he hadn't like reloaded his film. And so oh, he didn't wow. get it. And it's like, oh. the guy would have won a fucking, you know, Pulitzer or whatever. Yeah. And he, he couldn't get it, right? Oh. And then we see the first televised, just straight up murder a couple of days later, because people didn't see the Zerbruder film. They just heard right. it on the radio, right? Yeah. A couple of days later, they marched this Oswald kid up. No one's really had a chance in the media or in the public sphere outside of the, the Dallas police to, to get us, you know, hear what this guy has to say. Yep. And he just gets clipped on TV by a fucking strip club owner with mob yep. connections. Right. So yeah. it, it's really, and then it's also, like you said, the beginning of the first conspiracy theory. So really Kennedy, that moment in Dallas sort of kicks off this whole modern era of yeah. news media. And yeah. um, it's really incredible And news media and the interaction that the individual with their camera, like the guy who filmed the Rodney King beating can the, yep. can, the, the, the influence they can have on yep. the national story. And but yeah, let's crazy, get down. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Too, is that now somebody can film something, post it, and and half the world knows about it within ten minutes, right? Correct. Twelve years. For or this what was seventy-five? Was the first time the public saw this? Yeah, I believe so. I was and, just rereading uh, yeah. Groden's book last night. The guy who actually uh, put it on the like Good Night America with Geraldo Rivera. Right. Uh, with the help of Dick Gregory, I think kind of was the intermediary who who sort of um, got him on the air um, because he was a noted figure. And basically, Grodin, he was it was his 18th birthday when he uh, when Kennedy was killed. And it sort of, I think, scarred him his whole life. And he's been obsessed with it, like a lot of us, but even deeper to the fact that he stands on the knoll every day. Um, willing to talk to you. Right. So he was working at this <laughs> photographic lab or something like that. And so they had the like a pristine you know original um, print of zabruder right. of the film 
and no one had really seen this. They had shown some some frames of it in you know Time Life magazine, right? Um, but no one had seen them, let alone been able to zoom in and and um, uh, look at the headshot over and over. And we have to really give Bob credit because all of these like really remastered, I guess you could say, or cleaned up versions of right. Z. I, I mean, I most of that that you see, it, that's his work, you know, right. and regard his theories um, however you'd like, but he did the work. Okay. Um, so credit where credit's due. And um, yeah, he brought it on. So he made a copy, brought it and cleaned it up and brought it on TV and showed the American people. And yeah, like you said, 12 years later on Geraldo's show, yeah. that's when we get to see it. Whereas now we can see things, yeah, not only 10 minutes after, but now sometimes live, you know? Yeah, 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 live, yeah. And uh, I saw another video where they were talking about where the film went from Zapruder mm -hmm. to get it developed. And this guy was talking about how he like touched it up or something and then saw it again later. And he's like, this isn't the same one mm -hmm. or something. There was all this, there's all this conspiracy surrounding the handling of the Zapruder film in, in those 12 years. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just, it's crazy. And, uh, but I want to know, like you told me before that if you had, if we had a different angle of this, like a 360 angle, that the headshot coming like a straight line to the sixth floor is dead on. Is that right? I mean, yeah. If you really look at the angles outside of the film, you know, you really have to, the film is, is gives us a lot of detail as to the timing of the events and, and what things looked like um, from that perspective. Um, but it's also sort of the perspective of the grassy knoll. So if you sort of like right. put yourself first person right. mindset, it almost like looks like you're blowing the president's head off if you believe that it comes from the front. And we'll, we'll get into that, of course. Um, but, you know, there's been various people who have done modeling of this. Um, and, you know, those on the conspiracy side will, will, will try to debunk whatever I'm about to say. But, you know, Dale Myers did a, um, brick for brick recreation of uh, Dealey Plaza. And um, he basically showed what it would have been to shoot from, from behind the, the picket fence. And it basically would have to been like a guy on top of like a ladder or something to get it oh. to the right angle that it came from the front. And he showed that it could come from up and behind. And, you know, that quote magic bullet unquote could in fact pass through Kennedy and, and Connolly as they're positioned uh, in the, the car and um, that uh, the also the headshot um, could come from that trajectory and the sort of exit wound of the president's head getting blown off to the side. Um, uh, that's the exit wound from back uh, behind the president. Nothing said, I am not a ballistics expert. I'm not a uh, uh, expert in um, uh, uh, fo photographs necessarily more than, than anybody else who's sort of interested in film and the history and, and all of that. So I'm, you know, I'm open-minded and I, I, uh, I share what you're saying, which is like, uh, yeah, I'm not really convinced one way or the other. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, let's, let's go through this. Can you yeah. bring it, bring it to, to three twelve? Yes. So if you're listening folks, uh, you know, I would suggest downloading a quick time, um, version of the the footage and scrolling through with us right now because it's important to have take a look at all of these frames because there's only 18.3 frames per second can you go back and forth between 312 and 313 just back yes. back like okay 
Do it again. Yeah. Okay. Do it one more time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It appears to be the head at the moment of impact seems to be moving forward and you see blood splatter going forward, right? So I, and I think what you're getting at here is everybody, we all concentrate so much on what happens like after the bullet exits, right? And this quote, violent motion to the back and the left that, that Grodin talks about on, uh, on the Geraldo show. And, um, but in actuality, what we should be paying attention is to the moment of impact when right. the bullet actually hits the president's head, not yes. when it comes, not in the seconds after it's already come out. And if you look at that actual moment of impact between Z312 and Z313, you in fact see the president's head being violently thrown forward. And Do then again. Do it one more time. Yeah. What I see, okay. See you see what, what I'm talking about here is like. I see a, I see a streak mm -hmm. I, right before impact. I see a streak okay. right on the, like his forehead on the tip of his hair is where it hits. Go, mm -hmm. go to 313. See, okay. Well, what I see how my naked eye, when mm -hmm. I just look at it, I see it hitting him like on the top of the forehead from mm -hmm. the front and yeah, pushing his head briefly down and then going back. That's what I see to the naked eye. But then when I take into consideration what you're saying, I can also see a streak coming from up and to the left and mm -hmm. forcing his head down. And then it's like a whiplash mm -hmm. thing that makes him go back. I see it both ways, but so it could be multiple shooters. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking at the mm -hmm. same exact time. Okay. I see two streaks. I can definitely see two points of impact right uh, here. Let's go through this. Yeah. Like right here, you can see a, a like, Right so on his forehead and on the top of his head at the same exact time. Boom. Look, see what I'm saying? And then he comes back. Okay. Right there. Yeah. Boom. Oh. Into Z314. Okay. Into 314. And then, and then, okay, here's the other thing that I'm, I'm convinced there was at least a shot from the front is the way that in 314, his head splits open right mm -hmm. there. It pancakes, yep. it opens up, it flaps open, and you can see it's the force of the bullet that's making it flap open, definitely coming from the front. That kind of angle couldn't come from top and to the left. You know okay, so I sort of see what you're saying here that like, okay, like that they're, see, I see the shot at, at 312 to 313. I definitely see that as from the back, right? Really? But then I, I, I definitely do. And especially if you look at the blood splatter going forward. Do it again. Right? I that see is it the blood both. splatter I of see, an exit I, wound. I, right. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so yeah. so basically, what yeah. what could happen though? Okay, is maybe they're both. Maybe there's someone is up there. Maybe it's the Daltex building. Maybe it's not the sixth floor. Maybe it's another team. I don't know. But for the sake of argument, let's just say it's coming from up and behind. All right. Right. Um, we got this exit wound blowout at the like basically right side of the president's head. The um, red part right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, although John, who was talking to you last night, he says, no, 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 that was sort of rotoscoped over uh, when they, when it was in the lab, which we were sort of talking about that that chain of, of evidence earlier. And I think we should get back to that. So um, I think that's the blowout exit wound from behind. But then he also maybe could have been shot from the from the front, which then sends his head back into the left and would explain why the doctors at um, the doctors at Parkland 
saw a blowout in the back and there's all the yeah. pictures of people pointing at their heads. So, you know, okay. If there, so if there is an extra shot there and there is another exit wound that see, we're not seeing, see, see, that's the thing. If there was a shot from front of the, the car, we are not going to see the exit wound because we're basically from that perspective too. Right. Yeah. And, and just the way his head splits open to me, it suggests force from that angle, like downward, like whoever it's a down it's a down it's it's downward from both angles no doubt whoever okay. he was shot from above and it i oh man this is such a trip i can't get over it it's yeah. like that's what's so amazing about this whole thing is that it's right here in front of us and i can't call it either way i see two yeah. points of impact to be honest right here i see two points of impact like hmm. two shooters Okay. Well, that would be you've a never heard. You've never heard anybody say, "Oh, it was both," you know. But looking at this, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're definitely in terms of saying it was both. There definitely are theories that there was, yeah, at okay. least one team, right? That someone right. was in Daltex, someone was in the, you know, the sewer grate. There's that theory too that there's someone down the below, grate, there's yeah. someone on the knoll, yeah. there's someone on the overpass. It could be any one of these others. You know, in those other positions, we haven't found rifles or anything so definitely the guys if there were teams there had to be sort of like spotters who were keeping an eye on things and catching the guns and you know throwing them in the back of trucks or whatever it was they were doing to speed off um, go, to three, go to 314 really quick okay okay and you see between 313 and 314 see how it splits open okay see what i'm talking about see the force the that's to me that's obviously the force of the bullet coming from the front like you could do it again. Like it goes, see, oops, sorry. It's delicate to get them to go frame by frame sometimes. Right there. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. What, <laughs> see what I see here is 313. We have this in whoops, 313. We have the moment of like basically impact as his head's getting thrown forward and the blood splatter right. is going forward. The next frame we see is, and I'm no math genius. I can't figure out what the time period, not that it would take genius, but I'm not good at math enough in my head right. to figure out how much time would have passed if this is 18 frames per second. But um, basically um, what I see here at 314 is after that exit wound, after his head was blown out, this is the flap that is kind of like open on the president, the side of the president's head that they sort of like flapped back over that. It wasn't like this blowout of his head um, that it was like kind of the, the force of the bullet, like, yeah, it did blow out the side of his head. Right. Um, but there was a kind of like flap that they could of like hair and skin that they kind of managed to like throw back on, which is why like in the autopsy photos, at some point you see like this big flap of skin, um, but then at other points, it looks like the top of the president's head's pretty intact. And then you okay. see things from the back where it's like, uh, is that a blowout or is that just kind of wet, bloody hair? Right. So it's just we have all these little bits and pieces. But, you know, I look at one thing and it looks like something. I look at another thing and it looks like yeah. something else. And it's just tantalizing as fuck. And you feel like you're in some CSI show saying, yeah, you know, enhance. <laughs> is there any way that you can blow it up? make it bigger. yeah well let's you know what we should actually do is let's pull up the actual frame so the website i got this uh from um is uh this guy has a sort of conspiracy theory john costella 
and he's got a lot of resources. So if folks want to pull this stuff up. This is where I went. So let's do all, um, he has all the frames of Z. So let me do a new share. Oh, wow. And um, let's just go Google Chrome or let's just go desktop one. Okay. So he's got all the frames. So let's pull up, uh, let's just pull them up. Okay, so here is, that must be Z13. And um, wow, okay. Where did it go? Okay. Holy shit. Where are they? Okay. Yeah, so I think this guy thinks there was sort of like a, a hoax involved. Okay, so then let's get Z12, 13. We already got 14. Um, and, oh no, we got. 12 we got 13 sorry folks if you're listening maybe i should yeah. cut this part out so yeah. um so i've pulled up uh 12 13 14 and yeah. 15 let's just we'll take a look Perfect. at this right now okay now let's really zoom in on this bastard not jfk okay here's <laughs> z12 he's clutching at his throat which is the must have been the quote magic bullet on connelly's been hit connelly's been hit yeah and you know, supposedly that that wound that went into the president's back and came out his neck, which, you know, it seems unplausible. But when you think he's kind of like scrunched over um, and he, he's like kind of trying to duck, maybe, but he has this body brace because he had hurt his back. So yeah. he can't quite get too far forward. So he's kind of he got hit and he's kind of leaning forward. Right. And, and um and Connolly's leaning back against his wife and he's got his mouth agape in horror. And um, Jackie's, you know, looking at him. And according to Jackie, what she said to Manchester and death of a president, I think is what the, the book is called. He had a quizzical look on his face. And so uh, that's the, Kennedy. That's, yeah. He was yeah. sort of like, what the fuck? What, what? What? And earlier that day, he had said, like, you know, all it would take is some nut in a in a in a building with a rifle to 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 kill me, basically. So it's interesting that he kind of and he know, insisted on on the agents not being on the car. Well, yeah. that's interesting. So, you know, yeah. you should, you know, we should, uh, I, I recommend everybody um, read up on from the work of Vince Palomera, who's like, he's pretty much uh, interviewed, I think, every single living person that was on the detail. Uh, and uh, he's basically the premier expert and has put in the, the sort of the legwork on this. And, you know, he pushes back pretty hard on the theory that it was Kennedy because it's kind of this blame the victim thing that they could do to cover themselves up. Oh, so that's part of it, too. So it could have yeah. gone either way. You know, there's a convincing yeah. argument that Kennedy was like, I want to look cool. I don't want to look like a wimp and have all these guys like, you know, he said he didn't want they Well, they said that he said he didn't want anybody between him and the people. Exactly. Because and he, because it was a campaign stop and he was trying to get votes precisely that's well the, the whole blame the victim thing makes sense that's what they said he said it's not recorded yeah yeah okay all right so let's move ahead to 313 and we're zoomed we're zoomed in pretty close here so we're seeing some details okay okay so let's see what wow yeah I, i'm starting to see this like exit wound this big flap i mean it's so blurry that it's hard to really see you know john last night was saying that it is, looks like painted over. Like I, I don't necessarily think so. I think it would look a little sharper if they had painted over it, you know, with rotoscope tech or whatever. Um, but what do we see here at three three thirteen? Okay, um, okay. What I see from the naked eye, and remember the the line that I told you about. Can yeah. you go back to three twelve? Yep. And this is the 
Yeah. So right here across Jackie's hat to the right, you can see the tail end of a little white streak right there. And then you can also see it right before her hairline ends okay. right here before her hairline stops. And you see her skin like there's from that point to just past her hat. I see a white streak. Okay. You see it's faint, but you yeah. can see it. I can see it. And then 313, it's right in line, right in line with that white line and the impact on like on the a little bit above his forehead. Yeah. I mean, I see like something that looks like a like the glimmer of the handle of the door. This thing? No, that's way off. That's, that's way off. Okay, so there's something yeah. here. Uh, yeah, I mean, that might be like a film artifact. So you're saying that that's like the actual, that's the bullet or that's the... Or like the, the streak of the bullet. It just like when you watch it in real time or just a little bit slowed down, to me, you can see it. And then when I've slowed it down and took it frame by frame, I can see that the, the, the thing that I'm talking about, if you go back like to 309, 310 and do it frame by frame by frame, you can see that little white thing. It moves along with the frame. And then 312 is right before, it's right before his head. And then 313, his head explodes. But then again, okay. I can also see kind of almost the same thing coming from the top left too. It's weird. Yeah. I, you know, the, in terms of seeing the bullet, I, I mean, I, I don't have think, to you, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, but there's no way that you could actually capture the bullet. Right. Because right? that's the thing is, you know, they recently did, I mean, like I said, this is 18, basically 18 frames per second, eight millimeter film. So there's, he, he and he has a very, he does not have like a zoom lens on right now. So right. we're way blowing it up. So it is very, very blurry, right? Like very. nowadays you could just zoom in when in like an SLR cameras, there's like actually a zoom. He might have had a zoom lens on there. I, you know, I don't have a bell and howl. I, I do want to find one. So, um, but he was not zoomed in. He was sort of trying to get the whole motorcade. So it's incredibly blurry. And then we also have to keep in mind that since it's 18 frames per second, the, the likelihood that it would capture any sort of like, evidence of a bullet whizzing by right i think is is it is a infant it is a tiny um statistically insignificant chance that that could happen in right. fact i've sort of looked into this um because it just it didn't pass the sort of smell test like, there's no way it, at 18 frames per second we would be lucky enough to catch the the path of the bullet so you know i looked up just sort of vaguely like film footage of how many frames per second would you need to to capture something like that? And I think mm. most shows um, are, you know, you watch a Netflix cooking show or, th or something. I think it's like, you know, 60 frames per second or something. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, more than three times that. And there's still no way you can see a path of a bullet there. And then I finally found some guys who had shot something and they'd seen the path of a bullet go through a beer can. And it was 40,000 frames per second. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, you know, it's, it's, okay. it's already so crazy lucky, lucky, but by chance that, that this Dallas dressmaker is the only guy sitting here filming the, right. the headshot. Like that is just like the odds that that's going to happen are crazy. And then the odds that, that, that film he captures is, I'm not going to say magical, but just <laughs> also even more lucky. That it's like right. this needle in a galaxy of haystacks that we happen to see the bullet. So, okay. I, you know, I, I think it's important to keep looking at this, but I don't think, I just don't see it. Okay, go to 313 again. Okay. God, this is going to drive me nuts for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, just... here, we, here we are. Yeah. Um, 
the thing about it, man, is that it's just, there's no one thing that anybody is ever going to see that's going to be definitive. Yeah. Never. It's, this is going to be a debate forever. Yeah. Because, because you know, look to a certain extent. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I mean, it's just right there in front of us and we still can't call it. Yeah. You know? And I acknowledge and I'm basically, want it, I want it to be a shot from the front. I don't want it to be Oswald acted alone. I just don't, I don't want that. It's not what my, my brain can wrap around. And that's like a hive mind mentality, right? Like, and I think that that's the interesting thing about it is a lot of people don't want it to be just Oswald. They can't grasp the concept that one lone nut could change the world forever. And there's just so yeah. much other stuff besides this, like, like the plot and like who wanted him dead, who benefited from him being dead. Uh, you know, too many other just really weird coincidences and, it, and it's not, and like, but then like the whole, the magic bullet, like for the longest time, I was like, yeah, well, there's no way the bullet could have zigzagged. But then I learned that Kennedy's seat was elevated from where Connolly's was and Connolly's was forward and to the left. Jump right? seats, yeah. So, so it could happen. And then I saw a thing with these, this father son team at the 50th anniversary, they did a ballistics test where they fired the same bullet from the same gun through like some soap or mm -hmm. something. Right. And it came out pristine and they said it was because it was a different kind of bullet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't, you can't call heads or tails, man. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cause there's two ways to sort of look at this case. One is you, you just, you, you take apart, you take aside all of the political context, which I personally don't believe you can do this, but um, you take apart all of that and you just think of this as just the forensics of a crime scene of a murder case, right. a man in a car shot uh, um, by a high powered rifle while about to drive on the freeway. You're just a cop trying to figure this out or a detective or a journalist or whatever. So there is this, this sort of like, trying to sort, sort out the prima facie evidence of what was found and what is on record and sort of exists in the National Archives that day. Paraffin tests on Oswald um, the, the, uh, that I would say are inconclusive as to whether or not he fired or did not fire right. uh, the rifle that day. Uh, you know, you have the, the, um, the actual rifle that um, they say the shooting was done. This man, the Carcano and the, uh, the shells or hulls of the the bullets in there and and there's only um, they only found two shells right in yeah but yeah i think yeah my buddy john was talking about this last night he was saying that there was two originally but then they were like oh it's supposed to be three shots and they like, threw another oh. one in there oh wow i don't know i i can't verify that i'm not too much of an expert on the sort of chain of evidence of every single exhibit that the warren commission had but they basically the the commission boys basically approached it kind of just like a murder case and they sort of said look we have this rifle and we have these bullets and uh you know we have this guy and you know we think it was we think it was him you know case closed um but you can't really solve the mystery like that because um oswald was either directly or just sort of by happenstance part of this whole ecosystem of intrigue of intelligence and counterintelligence of yeah. uh of assassination and uh um and it, it kind of goes all the way to the top now that doesn't necessarily mean there's a conspiracy but it it shows that like it's a small world and these yeah. same names keep popping up all over the place and so and the more they keep popping up and the smaller this world seems the more 
uh, it seems, you know, plausible that there could have been some sort of uh, uh, either contained plot or in fact, a massive plot. And of course we wouldn't necessarily, which always makes me think like, okay, well this, we have this crime scene evidence when we look at it, it's just a, a murder in a park. But if there's all of these forces behind this, you know, could the evidence have been faked? I'm not saying that that's true, but I'm saying like my mind, like yours, I can't put it to bed because it's like, yeah, I guess you could plant evidence, you know? And that's yeah. kind of how the OJ case went off. They were basically like, okay, well, we think that since Furman might have planted evidence, we, we can't convict the guy. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole other story. Whole but other podcast, man, that, 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 that one just blows my mind too. I, I can never get over how he got off with that. But yeah. it's political is why. It's yeah. Societal and political is why he got right. off. And in the jury and Johnny Cochran, I'm sorry, he knew what he was doing. And I got to tip yeah. my hat to him. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a brilliant As a brilliant lawyer, I mean, the, the rate, playing the race card was brilliant. And the prosecution, they relied too much on the blood evidence. And the jury didn't get it. You know, and the jury wanted OJ to be innocent. So, right. Well, it's the same thing. And I don't want to get yeah. too far down that path. Right. But there is just like you look at like scientific evidence and yeah. you say, okay, well, it's clearly this guy got his gloves and his boots and he's he tries to escape and he has this history of beating the shit out of his wife, you know. Right. Uh, and it's like, and it makes sense, right? But they don't want to believe it. And in fact, they refuse right. to believe it. There's like, no way. It's the juice. Yep. Nope. It's nope, nope, nope. Because it's they wanted it to be. But I, I think that there's some one thing we know about crime is crime is always the opposite of what want pe people want it to be. We want JFK to be alive. We yeah. want OJ to just be like a fun football yeah. guy who likes to golf, you right. know, and like we want that. But crimes are horrible things. And and um, having trying to make it all make sense, especially crimes that really affected us all in our lives. And, you know, I don't think we would have gone into Vietnam and I think the world would have been a better place if they hadn't killed Kennedy. Cause it kind of seems at least like it set off this chain of events that like, okay, they whacked Kennedy and then someone whacked RFK some or some first someone whacked MLK. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it boggles our mind that just like some, you know, jerk like Oswald could just, change history forever and make everything suck so hard because it just like yeah. seems tacky <laughs> and like yeah and it, it seems un-american and unbefitting of uh who jfk was and what he stood for and uh and both and also how he made us feel because jfk made our parents feel a lot of things and they passed that down to us and we feel a lot about jfk too in this sort of almost biblical tragedy of a fallen king yeah but Sometimes life is just tawdry little murders. In fact, most of the time it is. So yeah, I mean, I think it's clear that the Zabruder film, um, there's a lot we can learn about the assassination from it. Um, but as elucidating as it is, for me, I also find it perplexing. You know, I, I do see, um, I do see how it could be a shot from behind, and but I do hear what people are saying when they see things uh, that indicate a shot from the front. And unfortunately, it's very difficult for me uh, and a lot of us, I think, because we are our ideas about what this was and our narrative uh, about what this could be one way or the other was already sort of shaped by the media. You know, we sort of came into it watching all these documentaries, you know, Men Who Kill Kennedy, they were saying it was a conspiracy, but then also watching, you know, the news where Walter Cronk or uh, uh, Ted Koppel or whatever says uh, it's, uh, or Dan Rather says it's not a conspiracy. 
right? It's already shaped by other people's conclusions. There's no way that we could ever just, you know, someone pots up the Zabruder film and they say, what do you think's happening there? Right. And it's kind of yeah. a damn shame that we've already been shaped by, by people who are, there's people who are whack jobs out there, people who aren't, there's people in the media who are hacks and people who aren't, but it's hard to sort this out because we never got to come at it objectively, you know? And sure. part of that's that we were never, we weren't born during this time. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, with the okay, so if you were alive when it happened, yeah, the Warren Commission was what you thought until this became public. Yep. Right? Yep. Is that accurate? I mean, um, because this well, didn't this because the the theory was he was shot from the back in the head. That's what the narrative was. Then this came out, and everyone's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And then JFK back into the left. Back into the left is like a phrase now. Yes. It's like pop culture, you know. Exactly. But if you look at it closer, it's not necessarily back into the left. I yeah, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I see. Yeah. I think we see his head go forward. Yeah. And then we do see his head go back and forth. Is that another shot? To me, it also also looks like it could just be a guy getting the reacting, getting shot, muscle spasms as he yeah. shakes around. The 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 jet effect possibly of the bullet exiting. Um, yeah. All of this stuff. When you're shot, yeah, the the your head's gonna move forward. But also your body is like when your head is getting shut off, it's like someone ripping the or ripping the motherboard out of your computer. It's going to go fucking haywire. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think we see a man who's just got shot. And I and uh, his head went. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. gross and scary. And it's kind of weird that oh we're God, also wrapped up into this. Oh, poor Jackie. The look on people's face, on Connolly's face, on Jackie's face, it's haunting. This is haunting shit. And there's yeah. a reason why we'll never be able to get this out of our minds like you were talking yeah, about. Even terrific. if we solved it. Yeah. Because it is it is just so tragic to be able to just stare at this historical moment. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like looking at the first bomb to right as it's hitting the ground and hitting a ship in Pearl Harbor. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That or we watching just... the planes go into the towers. That's right. Thousands of people just died. Boom. Yes. And like, it, it's, this man, this man, like three seconds ago, everything's cool. King of the world. Yeah. I mean, he's waving to the crowd. It's the in an instant tragedy like yeah. that. And like the Challenger exploding, man. Yeah. Families on the, watching it. That's like mm -hmm. an epic moment for them and their families. Yes. And then, boom. Oh, that's a good point. Tra like triumph to tragedy in an instant is oh. part of human history. And yeah. some of it's documented and we can watch it and it's fascinating to us. Well, it sounds like we need to do another episode about that, Robert. I'm down, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you should come back on, man. This is fun. Great. Well, uh, for everybody here at Handsome Headquarters in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden. You've been listening to me talk on the internet 